A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Support WrestleTalk. Donate on Patreon. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Russell Ramble Podcast! Hello and welcome to the Russell Ramble Podcast. I am Ollie Davis and I'm joined with a returning Luke Owen. Hello, Swaff Nation, and a hello to you, terrible editor Ollie Davis. How the devil are you? I think you mean excellent editor for editing together the podcast in a video editing software in video in adobe premiere pro because <laughs> i've decided not to learn any new programs that's my new year's resolution you're too old to, to just learn new stop programs. learning stuff yeah i've got enough information to inform everything i do now yeah yeah oh, when i did because I, I did listen to a bit of the podcast because i was curious to see the the work that you had done and i thought this is a solid C plus efforts uh, by Davis. He at least he did the intro, he did the outro. He didn't read any emails I forwarded across. Those but came I think through I, after. I did, after I, did, I did think I probably sent those to you quite late. Mm. Um, I thought I might have sent them while you were recording. Probably. Um, but yeah, so I, th- I thought it was a solid C plus effort. Apart from right at the end when you forgot to actually cut off the show. You only told me about this an hour ago. I did. Uh, I and I, I I'm glad that I didn't say anything horrible. Horrible, like, yes. Oh, thank God we don't have to talk to, 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 to all these stupid SWAF nation and pod SWAFters and after SWAFters giving themselves silly little faction names. <laughs> I love you. I love you all, really. Yeah, this uh, comes in from uh, Black House Gaming. And what people... He, he that, le- well, so he left this on uh, uh, the Patreon community. Uh, is that uh, I can tell when Luke is not editing these shows because this one was quite slapdash uh, together, to, given the fact that we got them talking about what they were having for lunch in the last 20 seconds of the <laughs> podcast. But still, 10 out of 10, great show, and all the rest of the fun stuff to inflate all of your egos. LOL, seriously, love all the podcasts. Have a good evening. And there you go. People like peeking behind the curtain yeah. and that's what I gave them because they're probably like oh I wonder what Luke, uh, Luke Ollie and Laurie talk about off camera they're probably like oh all these crazy ideas for wrestling all these secret stories that they know about that they can't report on think of all the dish and dirt that they have so behind closed doors but really it's like what, what did you have? What did you do this weekend what are you having for dinner yeah mm. uh, to give you a really good peek behind the curtain today I uh, finished recording my SmackDown review, walked into our office, and Ollie and Laurie were in a deep conversation about Pokemon, so I listened to a Simpsons podcast, because I could not bear to listen to you talk about Pokemon anymore. Pikachu! <laughs> oh, Pikachu's so cute. I, I beat the Elite Four last night, oh, and uh, did I tell you that I I'm named... hearing this for a second time. You, so you can name your rival 
uh, you could name your rival in Pokemon, mm-hmm. and Laurie named his beef curtain. I wasn't going to bring that up. I was not going to bring up what Laurie had called it. It's his. just the meat product. I don't know <laughs> what the other meaning of that is. Mm. And I named mine Cultaholic, because I thought it would be funny, and I thought, hey, I could take screenshots of this. I could, you know, make a thing about it on the news. I didn't. Nope. <laughs> I didn't. I was just stuck with Also... Not that it has to be ethnically correct, but my finger slipped when I was selecting the skin tone for my player. So I was I was I was a very dark skinned lad, which is fine. Like, but um, yeah, you can't go back if you if mm. you do start a new game. You, you, what you're saying is, if you make an error, you can't go back. What's well, it was an error because I was trying to make them look like me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, anyway, so I. I, I did the Elite Four yesterday, beat them, which is kind of like, that's the main game. And there's a little bit afterwards with Mewtwo, where I talk about it in the podcast, in the actual show. Kicked my ass. Mm. Kicked my ass. Uh, and he ran away. the third time I've heard this story today. But you haven't heard this bit. After me and my gang of Pokemon beat the Elite Four and my rival, Coltaholic, Pikachu gave me a nice bouquet of flowers. I was genuinely in real life taken aback. I was by myself. It happened out of nowhere. I just went into the menu page. It was like, oh, Pikachu wants to talk to you. Open it. Open up my Pikachu play thing. And yeah, he just gives me some flowers. And I was like, Pikachu, you shouldn't have. I could see what that um, iTunes review meant when he said that you guys just assumed they were also gaming nerds. That was blatantly for the NXT podcast. <laughs> it really this is. This stuff is gold. <laughs> oh, actually, speaking of the NXT podcast. You just reminded me, iTunes reviews. <laughs> I'm speaking of the NXT podcast. I'm looking forward to doing tomorrow's intro and outro because, you know, we did those Pokemon facts last week. Mm. Someone emailed in saying, those Pokefacts are wrong. What? And they have sent in corrections for them, which is interesting because quote-unquote Pokenerd Pete has also sent in more facts, which now I don't know whether to trust at all. It's difficult. What, what about the guy who incorrectly corrected my anecdote anecdote? Well, that was a YouTube comment, wasn't it? So okay, so he's not going to get back in touch. Uh, the he doesn't care. No. What? What? So can we not hear these? Why do you have to do these tomorrow? Because I want to do them with Laurie. Because Laurie also agreed with the facts that Pete said. Well, he's not going to hear this. But can I hear what was wrong about? Them? Well, no. I was going. I'm teasing it for people to ah, want to listen. Ah, but tomorrow's. you can tease Laurie's reactions to them. Well, you can hear them as well. You can okay. listen to the podcast. Oh <laughs> God! You get. You're going to make me. Listen to a podcast that I don't even watch the show for. You listen to them on triple speed anyway. You'd get through it quite quickly. Not the amount you talk about Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> um, so I did send across some emails for you to read out, but you didn't, so I'm going to read them out now. This one uh, is a Rusev Hay that comes in from Bernie. Hello, Luke, Ollie, and Laurie, but mostly Luke. For some context, my name is Bernard, maybe Bernard, and recently I won a Twitter contest to win a pair of tickets to see MCW's Winter Blast show on January 18th, located in Jopa, Maryland. Cool. One of these wrestlers on the show is the son of the legend Big John Studd, and his name is Big Sean Studd. So on to the Rusev, hey. The other day I was at, went to my local Walmart, and I went to the frozen food aisle, and what do you know, Big Sean Studd was there. I looked in for a moment, and as I passed, I said... 
wait a moment, aren't you Sean Studd? He looked at me and smiled and said, that would be me, and he let out a chuckle. We chatted for a bit and I left him after telling him about my tickets and told him, I hope to see you at Winter Blast and walked away. Unfortunately, I didn't take a picture of it, but here is one of him for context. Thanks, have a nice day, lads. That is Big Sean Studd. He's a big guy. He is a big guy. Um, the what? He was in the frozen, frozen aisle of like a supermarket. Working there? Because I'm just getting flashbacks of the wrestler movie with Mickey yeah. Rourke. You want your egg salad? Who worked on the deli counter. He did. That's a sad scene. That's a very sad scene. Very sad scene. But um, hey, he'll be offered a million dollar contract by AEW, I'm sure. <laughs> because everyone will be. I've been offered. <laughs> Got another Rusev Hey here from Josh. Hello, Luke, Ollie, Laurie. Spelt incorrectly. L-O-R-Y. Uh, and not Andy. My name is Josh. Uh, or when I used to actually wrestle, my ring name was JV. But my friends thought it would be funny to call me Big uh, Barry Cade. Uh, this is my Rusev Hey from back in 2015. <laughs> which was a surprise trip to Amsterdam organized by my now fiancé. That needs way more context. <laughs> that that list of, here's, here's my name. But I'm also called this. But my friends think it's funny to call me this. I don't, I don't know what's happening yeah. there. Anyway, here's a Rusev hey. <laughs> uh, I'll try and keep it short for you. Obviously, being in Amsterdam with myself and my other half and four friends, we sampled all the delights Amsterdam has to offer, from fantastic food to ice baths to coffee shops, craft beer, cheese shops, sex museums. The list goes on. She mails in the blue light district. I'm. Oh, I need to talk to you actually about. I know I've just. She mails. I know I've just booked uh, an, uh, another holiday, but I, uh, there's some more time I need to try and re- uh, request. You're going from, to Amsterdam. I'm going to go to Amsterdam. Ah, nice. Me and work. my uh, wife are going to go for a long weekend to Amsterdam. It's one mm-hmm. of our ones we want to tick off the list before other things happen. Um, but one thing we said we all wanted to do was go to a seedy strip club for a laugh. So we found one down a back alley somewhere and entered. We all got overcharged for beer and had a look around. If I'm honest, I wasn't sure what to do with myself. A lot of the ladies not wearing a lot. My girlfriend was there with me. Ha ha. After 20 minutes in our time in the club, my eyes locked onto a familiar face. But I was quite intoxicated, so I had to do my best to figure out where I knew him from. Whoa. There was a guy stood behind me wearing an NW t-shirt and had an ECW hat on. Then it hit me. It was Rob Van Dam. Yes, of course. <laughs> it's his natural habitat. <laughs> he was very nice to me and my friend, and we were in awe. The best uh, uh, result for Raw, although not anymore. Not anymore, I changed it. And even offered to take some photos with us, despite the dancers not appreciating it. We shook hands and parted ways, and he wished us well. Although he did ask for 50 cents so he could use the toilets, as he only had a card. Ha ha. Please find attached a very blurry image with me on the right. I have another Rusev Hey, but I will save that for another time. Thanks, guys, for all the consistent okay. work. And there is Rob Van Dam with Whoa. our friend uh, Josh inside a seedy <laughs> strip club in Amsterdam. His eyes look red. Yeah, that <laughs> is a great Rusev I mean, that, I, I was, I, I'm, I'm glad we got a picture because I'm thinking in my head as you're reading that. Please have photographic evidence. <laughs> or because, like, for all we know, you could have been intoxicated on various different substances mm-hmm. and you thought you saw Rob Van Dam. <laughs> but uh, that, to me, looks like Rob Van Dam. It is Rob or, Van Dam. Or a Dam great indeed. Photoshop ever. Or you got your photo with Jean Claude Van Dam and he just pretended that he was Rob Van Dam to stay inconspicuous. Mm. He'd be like, yes, no, of course, I am Rob Van Dam. Please take your photo with me to prove that I am, in fact, Rob Van Dam. Uncanny. Thank you. 
Uh, well, let's kick on win the show, to be honest. Uh, let's talk about, could Andrade or Rey Mysterio win the Royal Rumble? I did hear you take the piss out of me a little bit on the podcast doing this as well. It's a great, it's, it's, it's great. It's, good, it's great content. Yeah. Uh, and if you are one of our $25 pledge hammers, you may hear your name in the shout out section in the middle of this podcast. We're going to have more of those in the next couple of episodes. But for now, here is the show. Well, we're kicking off with the that cracking two out of three falls main event between Mysterio and, and Andrade after their match last week did so well. And apparently it's all to do with keeping Andrade happy because he was disgruntled last year. He threatened to leave. He he. This is all reports and rumours backstage. He even told Rush. Rush. Is it Rush? He's a yeah, good and, friend uh, from Mexico. Dragon Lee not to come to WWE. It's mm. not all it's cracked up to be. Yeah. So the, the, the idea is that WWE are now keeping Andrade happy by letting him have fantastic matches. And surprise, surprise, one of the best wrestlers in Mexico from the last 10 years can just go out there and have great matches with Rey Mysterio. Great TV matches. And I, Luke, it's getting him over. Oh, Who would have thought it? No, you you see, the problem is, what you want to do is have him on the outside while Zelina wrestles. That's how he's going to get over. Yeah, I mean, but that, that's what, I, on, on paper, I would have said you're right. This is a complete outlier. <sighs> that yeah. wrestlers... Very talented in-ring wrestlers are getting over doing serious wrestling matches. Shut the front door. I know. I, you, you asked me last year. I'm like, well, obviously the correct thing is to put them in mixed intergender tag feuds. It works so well for Rusev. The likes of Lana and Rusev. Yeah. But make, make Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella a permanent act. That's That was going to be the highlight of the Miz-Brian feud. Yeah, and that's a whole division right there. You've got Miz and Maurice too. Yep. I just pair up some other people off of Mixed Match Challenge because that was such a roaring success. It was. Look at how over Carmella and Truth are off the back of it. I know, and I was just really hoping that was going to birth this mixed intergender division, but yeah. alas. Alas, it turns out wrestlers having wrestling matches... They're getting themselves over. Yeah, and, and now we find ourselves asking this question. Will Rey Mysterio or Andrade win the Royal Rumble? Uh, my, my quick answer is no. <laughs> See, now it's funny as well because you said this like before we uh, pressed record. You were like, I don't think anyone from SmackDown is winning the Rumble. But what I thought was interesting about this SmackDown show, this episode of SmackDown, the, the build or the final episode, the go-home show before the Royal Rumble. So I thought the biggest success of this show was that it didn't just build all of its undercard matches, it built the Rumble, the men's Rumble match at the very least. It built the men's Rumble match as well. And it gave, it gave you like all these sort of spinning plates that you could go, Andrade and Ray have got this sort of like mini feud that is going into the Rumble as well. That was then spoiled by Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe was made to look really strong throughout the show and a possible Rumble contender. So you've got that sort of mix in there at the moment. Then Ray Randy Orton returns out of nowhere and lays out uh, Samoa Joe, possibly undoing all the work you did with Samoa Joe throughout the show. No, as he is wont to do, Randy appears from out of nowhere. That's fine. <laughs> fine by me. And you've also got Mustafa Ali yes. in there as well. So there's like all these sort of like spinning plates and things. And as I was coming out of the show, I suddenly thought to myself, for the first time in this Royal Rumble build, huh. Maybe Andrade could win the Rumble. Maybe one of these five names could win the Rumble. No. Apart from Mustafa Ali. No, I don't think so. I mean, a Mustafa Ali versus Daniel Bryan match for the SmackDown tight, like top title, that would be awesome. Yeah. I, I think, and that's, the, there's a story there, going back from Ali's first 
appearance on the main roster. I don't in think that he's had a win feud. all year, though. But he did pin in a tag match the WWE champion, last Daniel year. Bryan. Last year. <laughs> but it's, it's a short year so far. I know. Three and a bit weeks in. But the, Ray and Andrade had a cracking match here with... And I think it went down perfectly. I wouldn't have changed a thing. It had a screwy finish with Samoa Joe beating up both guys. But this isn't the blow-off match. No. Uh, this is to build the pay-per-view this weekend, which is a Royal Rumble. You got a pin each, so both guys are still level, really. And Andrade did it without the help of Zelina Vega. Yes, Zelina Vega was banned from ringside. Again, on paper, I would not have thought that would, would work. Yeah. That's amazing. Uh, actually, but Vega is one of the... Such an important part of... Almas's act and just some incredible spots in this main event my favorite the which you very rarely see and it's like when you do the mega evolution on pokemon it's that avalanche version of a move yeah <laughs> off the top rope so andrade has well he's he's on the he's sitting down on the turnbuckle top turnbuckle Rey mysterio goes to do a hurricane rana andrade keeps hold of him lifts him up into a powerbomb position stands up Foot by foot yeah. onto the top rope. It was the most spectacular thing. That right? is was, lucha balance. It was so awesome. But yeah, like it's it, it cannot be undersold. Like he has him in a powerbomb position already, and then he steps up the ropes. He essentially walks himself up the up to the top rope to do a massive set, top rope set out powerbomb. Holy heckins, it was so cool. And that was the pin. That was like very deservedly a winning was like not a, pinning, a, a pinning fall. Uh, I I love that. I love power bombs anyway. Oh like, well, like, you would love this match then because it was power bomber plenty. I know, like sort of Canadian the sunset flip power bombs, <laughs> all the power bombs. Penguin uh, slide into a power bomb. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it was just like that that spot in particular. I I just thought was incredible. Uh, and then pretty much immediately after that, Rey Mysterio hit a Canadian destroyer. For, for his fall. What I loved about that is that it came off... Of, so Andrade hits this top rope sit-out powerbomb. So Mysterio's proper selling the back injury. The commentators are putting over like, well, Ray can barely stand. Ray's mm. really struggling to get to his feet. Andrade, smart man, so, well, I'll just hit another powerbomb then. So he hits another big sit-out powerbomb. Ray kicks out at two and the crowd go, Ray! And Andrade is like, I mean, that didn't work. I'm not, I'll just hit him with another one. I'll just hit him with another one. But he went to the well one too many times. The hubris got the better of him. Mysterio counted that into the Canadian Destroyer to tie it at one and one. I thought that was a brilliantly, that was expertly done, like a little sequence. Absolutely awesome. Yeah, and uh, like from all their interactions in tags and singles matches so far, they do at least at least one thing every match where I'm just like, I've never seen that before. <laughs> and this time, it's you've already mentioned it. It was Rey Mysterio's penguin slide to the outside, which he, he turns into a sunset flip powerbomb on Andrade, throwing Andrade into the barricade. Yeah. Just incredible. I think they tried to do it uh, shortly before because Rey Mysterio has a penguin slide and that doesn't quite work out. Yeah. And, and then they, but it's very seamless the way, if that was the case, they covered for it and just did it, went into it again. I think Ray got, I, I, he hit it very well, but there was a part of me that thought, I think Ray's really tired in this match because there was that point when he had to go and take a quick water break uh, during the match because I think he just needed to hydrate himself yeah. ever slightly. And that kind of played later on where he looked tired and they, they botched a, a crucifix powerbomb spot. But credit to both of them, they recovered from it very, very quickly and it did not kill the crowd whatsoever. 
But one of the key things here wasn't a move for me. It was Andrade really tapping into the character work because a lot of this was just fantastic lucha moves. But here, uh, he, he throws Ray into the corner and he does a little Eddie, Eddie Guerrero does. shimmy. Yeah. Oh, you oh. boo, you bringing up Eddie Guerrero. I what know. are you, Randy Orton? It's fine when Sasha does it because I think that's a homage, but you seem to do it disrespectfully. You're a boo now. There is nothing context-wise to make me think that you did it disrespectfully, but somehow I'm angry. Well, I think it, well, because Ray's such a good friend of, of, of Eddie Guerrero's. He did it to mock Ray. Or maybe it was, ah, oh, sorry I'm beating you, mate. Look, I'm, I'm, your, I'm your really good friend from, from a long time ago. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, but, but the crowd booed him. Yeah, it was, it was great. Uh, there was just some more crazy spots on the outside, and then Joe runs in, uh, throws Andrade into the ring post, and gets Ray into the Kikina clutch. Yeah, that's the the crucial part about this. It wasn't just he attacked Ray; mm. he also attacked Andrade. Both of them are in the Royal Rumble earlier in the night. He'd completely wiped out Mustafa Ali. Yeah. So it was him standing tall and saying, "Like I am going to win the Royal Rumble," and it just made Joe look absolutely awesome. It almost felt like at every turn the show had been designed to make Joe look really strong going into the Rumble. Which is why I then can't fathom the Randy Orton thing. When Randy Orton just came in and hit an RKO from out of nowhere, and Randy Orton stood tall. I know what you mean, and for me and you, we're not like the biggest Randy Orton fans. But shocking, the, there is there is a large contingent of people who who he is who who do like him when he pops up from out of nowhere. I think he's a babyface now as well. Yeah, I was confused by that. I don't know. It's hard to tell. It's a shame because he he's like sadist gimmick was really really intriguing for and well week. performed. It was for at least three weeks, man. <laughs> Come on. Uh, so, well, just ask Jeff Hardy. That was the most brutal beatdown I've ever seen anyone give anyone. Oh, absolutely. Well, where Jeff fell through the table on his own volition. Yeah. Oh man, Randy out, Orton, what a sick order. sadistic guy. So you've it was this was far more effective than anything on Raw at building the Rumble match. Right. But everything that happened on Raw, you had the feuds kind of contained within their own storylines. Uh, apart from the bit where Seth walked past Lashley on, on the ramp. But here, you, like you said, you've got the the, the the normal feuds, Ray and Andrade, Joe and Ali, but then you're, you're merging them together because that's what this is all about. It's about everyone being in the, a lot of guys at least, being in the ring at the same time. And those feuds will cross over and new ones will spin out. Other ones will be resolved. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm so much looking forward to the spot where Mustafa Ali eliminates Joe from the Rumble. Yeah, do you I think? think oh, absolutely. It's got to. Based off this show, you've got to have that spot where Ali eliminates mm. Joe. Joe yeah, has yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Like the diesel spots, essentially, where he just like eliminates loads of guys like absolutely dominant, and then Mustafa Ali is the guy that comes down. Maybe even doing like the, the Mick Foley, Randy Orton thing where he, like in his own like anger at him, eliminates both of them at the same time. Something along those lines. I don't know. But I... I my biggest praise about this show is also one of my criticisms about this episode, which is it did such a good job of making various people look like they could possibly win the Royal Rumble, whereas in the Women's Rumble, they were like, well, Charlotte's in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's winning, guys. She is, yeah, yeah. By the way, Charlotte's in there. Of all the people there, she's the most likely going to win. Don't worry about anyone else. What, why, why are you going to win, Charlotte? <laughs> oh, because I'm Charlotte. Yeah, yeah oh, you are, right? Yeah, you're yeah, right. I yeah. about that. Of course you're going to win. Uh, I, what do you think to Randy Orton because um, he won two years ago he's apparently won twice yeah memorable wins and <laughs> uh, so 
Randy Orton's number hits, let's just say he's number 22. He come, like, but n- no one comes out. And everyone's like, where's Randy Orton? And then everyone's finally in the ring. You know, there's only like four guys left. From out of nowhere, he slides in the ring and then he's a fresh, fresh person. I mean, I said this on the Discord channel, but if Randy Orton wins the 2019 Royal Rumble, I don't know, man. Well, Triple H is out, isn't it? So, <laughs> so, so if Randy goes, I don't want any of your titles that mean nothing to me, I want to face Batista for, for having a brief stare down with my best bud Triple H in that out of continuity do- segment on SmackDown 1000. If you are doing Randy versus Batista, a match that only Vince wants to see, but, but probably Vince and Triple H, probably they're the only people in the world mm-hmm. who would want to see that match in 2019. If that's the match you're going to do, uh, Randy does not need to win the Rumble. Uh, but I, I, I think, um, so Orton, Joe, Ali, Mysterio, Andrade, they've been set up very well on the SmackDown side of things to be in the mix. Uh, but I, d- I don't think they're going to win. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I don't know if you've seen, guys, but we relaunched our Patreon last Thursday. We're super proud of it, and we've got loads of new rewards, like shout-outs in the WrestleTalk news episodes themselves at the end on the end cards. Of course, you get shout-outs here on the on the WrestleRamble show, and... 
the most exciting thing to me, apart from like the Ramble Club rejig, where we're just going to get drunk and record it for all you lovely $10 and above pledges, is Wrestle League. Oh, I thought you were going to say Wrestle <coughs> Ramble Extra, which is the thing I'm most proud of. But we've of. already, we, we've had that already. That's, that's a permanent fixture of the Patreon yeah, page, which went live this week, our review of Royal Rumble 2000. What a show. Yeah, very fun. Um, but the, the Wrestle League is effectively everyone who's now a $5 pledger can participate in our predictions league which will run from royal rumble to wrestlemania yes and you'll be competing against me luke and laurie you'll be competing against the wrestle tykes the wrestletalk.com writers you can all see how randy datson mm. is fudging the numbers so that he's winning yeah and we'll put you in the the table so we'll have a big table on on the site it'll be very exciting and it starts like you know this this Sunday for, yeah. for Royal Rumble. So if you are already one of our pledge hammers, we'll be putting up a post uh, either today or tomorrow, I think. Yeah, it's difficult because I never know when they're going to finalise the card. <laughs> yeah. So when do we make the call where no more, no more pre-match matches can be added I don't well they announced which the two matches that are on the pre-show already mm. so I can't imagine they're going to add another one. It's a two-hour pre-show for a big five. Well, yeah, but you've got that big panic. Beth Phoenix has got so much to say, man. Like she, she's got, she's got more to say than the Usos having a match with the Colognes can do. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's exactly what I'm thinking. I'm thinking SmackDown tag match. Galanderson, pop them in there. I genuinely forgot they were there. And Sanderson. The as revival well. don't have anything at the moment. Maybe they'll do the revival versus the Edgeheads. Yeah. Or the yeah, Major that Brothers. Could happen. Yeah. So. Yes, but that we, we've gotten distracted. The point is that we'll be putting up a a post on Patreon. We'll let you know about it in the news and uh, or loads of other places where you can... It'd be like a Google form, and you go through and you select who you think is going to win, and that will be collated in a huge predictions league, and you'll see where you stand come Monday morning. See, and see if you can do better than Captain Averages over here. And it's quite exciting because it all rides on this weekend for us. Mm-hmm. Me, you, and Laurie. All joint. All joint at 30 points over the last two, three months. Mm -hmm. The loser has to do a music video punishment. And imagine if all three of us are still tied at the end of Rumble, and we all have to do Whoa. Crikey. Well, let's, let's see what happens. But so far, thank you very much to our $25 and above pledge hammers, starting with Jonathan the Headmaster, Headman. Yes, <laughs> Headman. Stay hyped, Kyle Rowley. Woo. Yes. Britain's next top model, Phil Stopford. What a Get nice guy. Yes. Such a nice guy. I trust you as Sam Farah as I can throw you. Sean El Blandito, Blanford. Oh, good yes. work, my friend. Shimmy Gang God, Zachary Roberts, Crowley Barros. Have a cup of tea, Lee. Yeah, yeah tea, love Lee. tea. The star athlete, Lendl Brenson. Oh, Lendl. Star athlete. Caught in a Travis Webb. Oh, yes. Don't want to get caught in that, or maybe you do. We're going on a Brian Huntsley. Whoa, oh, come, yeah, on, Brian. come on, now. Charlie, drink it in, Z-Man. Yes. Rhythm out phonetically. Thank You're you. You're welcome. What you talking about, Jerry Willis? Ooh, different strokes reference. King George Phillips. King, we bow to Come you, on. King. Noah the Ark Trombley. Whoa. Oh, yes, get on that. Get aboard. Joking Joshua Selick. That's Woo. because I skipped one. You I just realised, yep, there can only be one. Our legend. Woo. Woo. There can only be one, and it's you, mate. Robert Spencer. Period. 
Monty Brown references in 2019. Harder than his bite, Sean Barksdale. The incredible Jorge Henriquez. And a Prince of Persia, Michael Sands of Time. Oh, yes. Smackdown opened with Becky Lynch coming out to a huge reaction. The crowd were very excited. Yeah, well, it was, a, it was a good crowd all night. I thought great crowd all night. I, I'm not. I can't remember where this SmackDown took place, but um, I mean, it wasn't in Memphis. Jerry Lawler wasn't there. So that's how I can tell usually where it is. It's the cameos you get. Um, like if it's in Vegas, you can expect a, a Godfather cameo. But um, I, Becky came out great reaction as usual. Mm-hmm. It was snowing outside wherever it was. C- could have been. It London, looked then. chilly. It looked chilly. Did you get snow round your way? No, no. Well, we got snow round my way, but I was home by that point. My lady partner, however, was not and got caught in it for an hour and a half. Oh, oh in your face. Rough. So that means Ollie's playing Pokemon for an hour and a half extra. <laughs> I'm coming for you, Mewtwo. You've defeated me once, but I turned it off and I didn't save. So I've got to go back a few steps. But I'm coming for you, Mewtwo. It's hop work. Yes. I walked into my local Sainsbury's. I walked out. There's snow. And I was like, mm. crikey, where did this come from? And then I went home and I stayed home, draw, 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 dry and warm while I watched the Fire Festival documentary on Netflix. Oh, I'm, I'm going to watch that this weekend. So Becky comes out to huge ovation and she says the man should be main eventing WrestleMania. Yes. Which is pretty, pretty significant that she's starting to say this because that's one of the main reports that Becky versus Ronda or Becky versus Ronda versus Charlotte is going to be the main event of Mania 35. I think regardless of the the, the combination of those three names it will be the main event. The proper main event. The proper, the actual main event. Not, not the not, third from the top main event. One of the main events. Yeah, yeah. Um, the CM Punk Undertaker. No, no, you're one of the main events. Yeah, surely. Um, it, but yeah, I, I think regardless of the combination it's going to be the main event mm. and I would love to see that it's, it's Becky in there because I think Becky's right when she says like a lot of people have an opinion on what I should be doing but the only thing I should be doing is headlining Wrestlemania. It's great. Really yeah. good stuff. And that she was given that line makes me think that's the plan backstage when they start to drop hints like that it's especially for a baby face to make that kind of uh, like assertion and then not to follow up on it that's that's bad booking for a baby face you shouldn't promise stuff you can't fulfill uh so uh, she builds up Asuka, says, hey, Asuka's great. Look at all these accomplishments, but I'm better. And Asuka interrupts, holds the title out in Lynch's face. Doesn't grab a microphone, just starts shouting at her in Japanese yeah. off mic, and it was badass. Um, but then Charlotte came out to say, well, I'll be eliminating 29 women in the Royal Rumble. I mean, if they give her her father's 92 spot. Yeah. That could work. But it's just, that's what everyone says. I'm going to throw over 29 other superstars. Despite, the, I mean, you might come in at 27 and there's, there's three people left in the ring, but you still have to say, I've got to throw out 29 other people. Or I outlast 29 other people. So yeah. I, don't, I doubt they're going to give her the number one position. I think if they did, the crowd would turn on her. It's too specific, isn't it? I'm going to throw out 17 other people. <laughs> oh, damn it. I've given away that I know that this is predetermined and that's the plan. So, I, I mean, they could do. I think... Definitely in their heads. Charlotte is... Everyone loves Charlotte. Everyone loves Charlotte. And who doesn't... Who doesn't get behind an I am person performer? Apart from that time Roman Reign just went to the back for an hour. Yeah, he fell asleep for a bit. Yeah. uh, Yeah. So that's like... If she actually stays and wrestles in the ring then I think it's impossible not to get behind them. I don't know, man. This is, it is a 
it's a Royal Rumble crowd. Mm. I'd imagine. I, think, I, I, I don't think she'd get the right kind of heat for it. It's, it's not like a couple of months ago, Charlotte. I think Charlotte's getting better reactions than previously. And, and the comparison with her father is quite neat. Mm-hmm. But she, she says, like, I'm going to win the Royal Rumble and then I'm going to main event WrestleMania. Well, what I loved about this as well is she made a, a wonderful point. I thought Flair was a great, great promo here because she was like, I'm going to win the Royal Rumble and then I've got four options in front of me. I could face Sasha Banks, who I've beaten time and time mm. again. I could face Ronda Rousey who I left laying at Survivor Series. I could face Asuka, who ooh, at WrestleMania last year broke your undefeated streak and defeated you. Or I could face Becky, who, yeah, you may have owned me for the last couple of months, but I own this division. I thought it was a really, really strong promo by Flair. Really good content that had been given to her, and she delivered it really well. Yeah, it gets over all those people that she's yeah. talking about, and herself. That's, that's great wrestling promo work. Uh, but then Asuka attacks Becky from behind, and they have a pretty cool brawl. Wicked brawl. Becky was Awesome. Yeah. yeah. She was so cool. I thought, oh, Asuka's going to get the better of her. Nope. nope. <laughs> Becky just started to get on top. And then, you know, they brawled by the announcer's desk. <laughs> well, tell that to Todd Phillips, who kept saying table later on. And he, ju- she jumped off and did like a double axe handle thing. Started whipping her with her jacket, her yeah. leather jacket. And then they were brawling backstage after the break, too. This was this was great stuff. Yeah. Made, like, usually that sort of angle makes me go... Ah, so Asuka's retaining. But then I think, no, that's not what they used to do with The Rock and like Stone Cold back in the day. You'd have them always on top. Yeah. And then they'll win the match. So, so you, do you think Becky... Well, I mean, we we'll won't give know. away our predictions because they'll be going up in a couple of days. Um, after this, we stayed with the women's division. And finally, after months of build for this match, and it gets delayed and postponed, Mandy Rose took on Naomi. And it went three minutes, the majority of which was an ad break. Hey, that's probably a good thing. (laughs) Uh, So we got a video recap package. This video recap was garbage. It was weird, wasn't it? So this was a female voiceover, which is quite different. It's very different. um, From from usual. But it just had still images uh, zooming in, which is great for our videos. It looks, it looks like a WrestleTalk video. Yeah, but they have access to the footage. Yeah, they won't block it. If they <laughs> yeah. put it up onto YouTube, they won't give like put like a DCM takedown. So it's a recap of Mandy trying to tempt Jimmy Uso. Yeah, it was just a bit naff. It looked it looked quite it looked low cheap. rent. It yeah, really yeah, yeah, cheap. Mm. Not, that, to, not um, to put a damper on our own no, videos, no, but no. they often do look cheap. Yeah. So uh, then we got the actual match. Most of it was in the shrink screen commercial. And Sonya Deville grabbed Naomi's leg, which was enough of a distraction to help Ni- uh, Mandy get the win. Yeah. Cool. Jimmy was there to console Naomi after. Abs- I'm sure yeah. this will play into the Women's Royal Rumble somehow. Yeah, this feud will continue. Mm. Uh, then we got a, a effective Rey Mysterio promo. Just very played it very straight, looking straight into the camera. And, and I tell you what was great about this promo. Sorry to cut you off mm. there, but he mentioned that uh, Zelina Vega was going to be banned at ringside, and that got a pop from the crowd, which yeah. actually shows that Zelina Vega has been booked quite well as the second to Andrade, in that she can cause, you know, a diff- she is a difference maker within a match mm. and upholding the authority 
and the authority figures and just general rules in WWE, she didn't come out. No, she did not. I also think as well, I don't know if this is by design, but I, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and say it was by design. I think that's why we had an interference spot with Sonya in this match and then an interference spot with Sheamus in the next match to show that if someone is on the outside, that does cause a difference mm. or does make a difference uh, into yeah. the overall finishes. That's a good point. I don't know, as I said, I don't know if that's by design, but I'm, I'd like to think it is. Maybe they, they booked those finishes and then they thought, this is what I do a lot when people go, that's a good idea. I, was like, <laughs> I totally meant that from the start. <laughs> where, where they go, oh, look, that kind of w- would make the, the viewer think that outside distraction's a bad thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's hmm. why we booked it. Not just because we only have three different kinds of finishes to protect people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, this turned into Miz versus Cesaro afterwards, after um, Miz and Shane kicked a cake in Sheamus's face last week with the the coaster cake move but as a lot of people have pointed out I didn't realize it at the time I suppose I didn't get pay it much mind but they didn't kick a cake into Sheamus's face they kicked the board into Sheamus's face mm. because they held the cake up with the cake facing towards Shane so the cake was never going to go into Sheamus's face just the board was it's not as good a visual because you'll just be looking at the board. Yes, but then they're going to have the, the reaction the of the splat. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, good, yeah. just got, Shane just got loads of cake on his shoes. I didn't think of that. Well, th- that's a stupid angle now. <laughs> God. Uh, so Shane and Miz come out. They look really happy. And, and, and but every, every time I see them, I'm a bit more into them. Yeah. How are you doing? I'm still not getting on. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm trying. I want to like this because I like Miz and fine. Fine about Shane. It, I'll tell you why... I would say that this is a, a good thing, though. I'm still, I'm not massively into the, the Ms. Shane partnership or their storyline, but the tag titles are getting a focus, which uh, McMahon is there, so it does feel like it is a proper program as opposed to the Raw tag team vi- division, which is just like, these are some lads, and these lads will have matches. But the SmackDown tag titles have always been pretty well featured for the last two years. Yeah, yeah. but it, it, this one actually feels like it's a, a proper focused on match yeah i guess it's not just the same new day bar yeah uh usos fresh fat fresh matches new faces yeah so uh the the crowd were really into miz for this match they were genuinely cheering him against cesaro bell rings cesaro boom loads of uppercuts it was an awesome start to the match then there's some shenanigans outside some shame Anigans, you mm, might say. Nice. And Seamus manages to get the Miz on the ropes. Yeah, he kicks him yeah. while he's on the ropes, and, uh, and then Cesaro hits the gotch neutralizer for the win. Yeah, but th- this was more about the post-match angle. So they've each got a win apiece in singles competition over the last two weeks. So after Seamus had sort of interfered, untrained wrestler Shane McMahon, I hate this, <laughs> beat up the bar. Yeah, and then he laid Cesaro down onto the announcer's table and he goes up to do the big old elbow drop, but Sheamus knocks him off. And then the bar beat up Shane, giving him a brutal bro kick right in the mush. Sorry, did you say commentary table? Well, that's what they kept saying. No, no, it's a, it's a commentary desk. I put it in capitals both I, I, here I, I did notice and you here. had, but I, yeah. had, I didn't really notice it, but uh, I had a few people tweet me this morning saying that they kept saying table on commentary. Mm. So well, I'm, I'm just reporting what the commentary are saying. Announce position, commentary desk. I, d- I don't know what a, a commentary table is. You seem so bent up out of shape over this. I don't know why you keep bringing it up. I, I, I thought we'd all move past this. So, Shane, yeah, so th- this bro kick, which they did a few replays of, <laughs> was, 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 was quite snug. <laughs> it, was, 
Shane has woken up this morning with that footprint right mm. on his face. He proper booted him straight in the mush. Yeah. Ross Twaddell is having the time of his life at the moment watching Shane being booted in the face over and over again. Yeah, so it's uh, and then they powerbomb Shane onto the Miz, onto the desk where Miz was laying, yeah. you know, the commentary desk. So they, and they played it up pretty seriously. They even had a a break. Well, they had the Mustafa Ali promo. They came back after that, and they're still being tended to at ringside. Even Vince was watching backstage. He didn't care. Well, yeah. The whole storyline is that Vince doesn't care about Shane, and Miz's dad doesn't care about him. That's why they've bonded. It, it just, it, I don't think. Why do they forget stuff? <laughs> That Vince was just standing there with a vacant expression on his face. So I'm like, is he concerned? Is he acting? Are, are you actually doing the storyline? I, I don't know. I don't. I think I don't they've know. dropped all that reason why they got together in the first place already. I think you're more invested in it than they are. Um, so, yeah, this was all good. But what was also really oh, good man. was this Mustafa Ali promo afterwards. This ruled. This it, was great. Because initially, you're like, oh, okay, it's just a... Oh, wasn't this naughty? A Samoa Joe beatdown on Mustafa Ali from last week, which was in itself a good angle and it was packaged really well. But then they, they would cut to Ali doing really close-up um, sort of like vlog stuff. It was more cinematic than a vlog. It's not yeah. the mobile phone promo. No. It's just a very close-up tight shot of his face outside on a street somewhere. Looks cold. Yeah, looking really authentic and cool. And he just delivered this really believable promo it was i said this in the review but you could have taken these exact words and done this in a backstage segment with kayla braxton and it wouldn't have felt totally. like anything. it yeah, really yeah, would yeah. have felt flat and nothing but the way that the video package was there and the way that this was shot and presented and ali's delivery of it it felt so real it felt really as you said authentic genuine raw it felt like a, a genuine promo i i thought ali looked great here i think they need to do this with they need to do this so much more. Yeah, I'm sick of in ring promos. I'm sick of generic WWE interviewers backstage. What is your strategy going into this exactly. match? My guest at this time. Make each wrestler feel unique in the way they're presented. This can be Ali's thing. I'm fine with Dean Ambrose standing in front of fences. <laughs> uh, what like other things like the, the Daniel, Usos? The, yeah, the Usos when they walk backstage. When Brian cuts his stuff from the stands. That SmackDown are, are really good at this. And this Mustafa Ali thing was was inspired. Yeah, it, was really it, cool. it felt like a how you would do a build-up show for a UFC fight. Yeah, it's more in line with that aesthetic. So huge success and a really great way to present Ali. Yeah, yeah, completely agree. After this, we got Vince McMahon coming out after watching his son with a vacant expression get beaten up. And it's a face-to-face -face between AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan. Hey, man, but it was it face-to-face -face in a ring, though, because Daniel Bryan, my style icon, came out, and uh, I, he looked so comfy tonight. I thought that little cardigan he was wearing looked absolutely is that, wonderful. Is that why, have you bought more cardigans? No, this is one of my older, one of my older cardigans. Um, but it's because I was wearing my grey one and you kept wearing your grey jumper mm. so you kept making me take off my grey cardigan when we came on camera so you're like uh, you, you, that's that's how you approach style and fashion it's Daniel Bryan it's comfy oh to yeah what, wouldn't you no 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 you've got to, it's got to be painful <laughs> you got you can't you can't be relaxed oh, in mate. in nice clothes no I look at what is that jump does that jumper look really comfy yes it does that mm. is what I'm gonna wear then is that t-shirt slightly too big oh, that means it's just gonna be extra comfy then I'll have that uh, so 
like you said, Brian doesn't get in the ring. AJ's out there. And he just cuts this excellent promo. And it's brilliant as well because he gives a, an excellent reason as to why he wouldn't get into the ring. He's like, I'm not going to get into the ring with that psychopath. He put me through animal carcasses. Brilliant. I was yeah. talking about when uh, AJ put him through the table with all the hot dogs on it. A great, great line from Brian. And then he essentially just cut a series of great promos. Yeah, like, yeah. Here is promo one. Oh, it's awesome. And then AJ will say something. And Daniel Brown will like, well, I've got more promo to do now. So he cuts another great promo. Mm-hmm. Then Vince McMahon will say something. He's like, well, I'm just going to cut another great promo now. You guys can say your little one-liners, but I'm just going to consistently cut great, great promos. This was a home run segment for Daniel Bryan. Yeah, it was great content with the words, and it was just a fantastic delivery. He's so angry. And I, I like I, I like uh, Louis C.K. always had this bit. Are we allowed to say his name? It's, it's pre-before everything. Well, I guess he was doing it all the time. I yeah. don't know. Louis C.K. used to have this bit where he'd talk about, uh, you know, people who campaign to, to make abortions illegal. Because the, and they said, and he goes, well, look, if they think you're killing babies, what do you think? that, that They're not going to take that calmly. Yeah. If they genuinely believe you're killing babies... That's not the thing you sit at home about. So even though you might disagree about the the principle, the principle, yeah. you can you can understand if someone does believe the other side of that, they they Actually, would be yeah. quite annoyed. And that's what Daniel Bryan really communicated here to me, especially with that animal carcasses line. Like to him, he believe like he believes that, and I get that from him. Uh, this character, where he, what's what a horrible thing to be shoved into as as someone who's trying to save the planet and as a vegan. So it's this. It's this justified moral code in his head that he's delivering on. And I, I, yeah, it's a great character. And Brian is extraordinary in it. I think he's really tapped into something. Mm. And then I, what I love about Brian as well is he got slightly flustered and not through like performance wise. It was on purpose because AJ had this great line when like he was just listening to what Brian said. And it was like, thing is, though, Brian. You got a plane to get here. Same plane I was on. That's a huge carbon footprint. Do you know what that makes you? There's a word for that. Fickle. And yeah, you can just hear yeah, Brian yeah. off mic shouting something in the crowd. Shut up! Because yeah. they start shouting fickle at him. He's like, I'm not fickle, you're fickle. And then almost like Fluster would be like, oh no, he's got me. He's worked out something that I have done that I'm trying to campaign against here. I'm just going to turn it against Vince then. I'm mm. just going to have a pop at Vince for something that he's done instead. And as a pop at the baby boomer generation. Yeah. It was so great. And what and it's the brilliant thing about Brian's promo, as you said, not only is it he believes it, a lot of what he says is right, but he says it in such an awful way, you're like, I don't want to cheer him for it, mm. though. Yeah, it's it's a really confusing position to be in as a viewer, where you're like, well, you know, I, I, I pretty much... I'm, 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 I'm there with you, matey. Yeah, I agree you're, with. You're being a 90, dick. I agree with ninety percent of the things you are saying, uh, and just so many great lines. I'm not the people's champion. I'm the, the planet's champion. champion. Love that. And how he can't let AJ win the belt because he will just make it. it, it AJ's happy to let everyone be ignorant, whereas Daniel Bryan sees this title as his vessel to educate the the unwashed masses. Yeah, absolutely. He's like, if you win the title, you'll just be a walking billboard for your own merchandise. Yeah. Oh, it's so great stuff. And the, the promo he cut on Vince as just like, you're a baby boomer, which means you're a parasite. The whole reason this planet is, is dying is because of your generation mm. and all the mistakes that you have made. I just thought it was really great. And then AJ was just like, you know what, Vince, if he's not going to get in the ring, I'll just go and get him myself. Drops the mic, and they have this really cool brawl around the ringside. And then AJ goes to do the phenomenal forearm. Brian, the cowardly heel, uses 
a hundred year old Vince McMahon as a human shield. AJ stops himself, running knee. Brian stands tall, walks away laughing. I thought it was a great segment. Yeah, R- really great segment, uh, which means I'm going to say something bad about it now. Uh-oh, here I... we go. So negative, <laughs> you. Always just... snarky with your comments. I think Vince is, is so past it now. As, as, an, as an in-ring performer, yeah. uh, of he's, first of all, I can't hear a lot of what he says. He mumbles things. He doesn't have the fire. His facial expression. It's, it's a sad thing when people get to, to an age where they're, their eyes sort of go glassy. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not saying his mental facilities aren't all there, but it's just like the pigment in the eyes goes a bit cloudy, and he just that 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 struggles to communicate whatever emotion he's he's doing. Uh, I it's it's getting. I, I, I'm, I get sad and a bit embarrassed whenever I see him out there, especially yeah. with all the reports that he never wanted to come back. He's just doing this because ratings, low. ratings, and he, yeah. So, yeah, I, I, Vince didn't need to be out there, mm. really. Did you like, hear about the promo he cut on Raw? I, I didn't watch Raw. That's fine. That's fine. So it kind of washed I, over I, me at the time. I was like, I was burned. You know, when I had mm. a day off a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, I'm gonna, even though I'm not going into work, I'm going to watch Raw, and it was a really boring episode. I was like, fool me once, shame yeah, on me. Yeah. Fool me twice, I'm playing Castlevania. I don't watch this because I'm a fan. I watch <laughs> it because I have to. Uh, but Vince had uh, a promo at the start of yesterday's, well, Monday's episode of Raw, and he. He starts off saying the David and Goliath story, and he says, but talking about Finn Balor and Brock Lesnar, and the crux of it is, well, I'm, I'll try and try and do this. He says, "Do you know the story of David and Goliath? Because David ate loads of things to get big, but Goliath beat him, and he beat him so bad uh, on the beanstalk that he got reincarnated what? later as Finn Balor." It was nonsensical. What the hell are you talking it about? It washed over me at the time, but then the Wrestling Observer radio review was like, Brian Alvarez was like, what is he talking about? <laughs> so it seems like he's conflated three different stories yeah. and decided to cut a promo like that. It's, it's really rambling. And that's yeah. coming from experts of, of rambling. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I, I don't like Vince on telly anymore. It's a, sh- it's a shame. It's a shame. But he's in, and it's so hypocritical of him. Like, if anyone's saying, oh, you're being ageist, Vince has been ageist forever. There are so, there are much younger people, decades younger people, where he has said, you're not on TV anymore because you're too old. Yeah. And now Vince actually is too old to do, like, these sorts of segments. Or maybe he just doesn't care. I don't know why he can't perform the way he used to. Maybe it's completely unconnected to age. But yeah, he's, he's he's out there now. That's why Howard Finkel lost his job in the WWE. Jim Ross, Hulk Hogan, when he was 38. Yeah, I think the Fink was like in his 40s yeah. when, when Vince said, you're too old to be on TV now. So, yeah, it's... Um, sorry to bring down a, a, a really good segment. It was a really good segment, though. Yeah, and then we got Carmella and R-Truth walking backstage. Here to remind us that they have got the number 30 positions mm-hmm. in the Royal Rumble. And Truth's uh, excited, saying, well, you know, I could go and face this person, I could go and face that person. Carmella says, what about Brock Lesnar if you win the Royal Rumble? And he's like, I don't want to go to Soup Bowl City. Which is a goofy line, but it made me laugh, because Truth is great. Well, the line I thought was better was, well, maybe I'll go to 205 Live and face Bobby Murphy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
And then Mella says, oh, but there's a weight limit for 205 Live. And he's like, oh, so I'm fat now. Yeah, And yeah, he walks yeah, off yeah. in a half. I thought it was a good performance from Truth. Yeah, it was great, as he always is. Carmella then runs into Charlotte. Well, and that's- well, you say she awkwardly, she steps into <laughs> shot so she can have a, a two shot with her. She walked to her mark. Hey, Charlotte, what are you, what are you up to here? Oh, I'm just staring pensively into the middle <laughs> distance in a corridor. I, w- I was waiting for my cue. Yeah. What, what, what are you staring at in the middle? It's just a blank wall behind the camera. Yes, this is what I do. She's picturing all of the 29 eliminations. I'm in my memory palace <laughs> rehearsing the strategy for this Sunday's Royal Rumble match, Carmella. And uh, yet yeah, Charlotte says... Because Charlotte hasn't, wasn't in the Rumble last year, Carmella was explaining how difficult it is because you've got attacks from all sides. And Charlotte went, well, I'm Charlotte Flair. Yeah. So I, she, thought, she, it was, I thought it was good stuff. Yeah. I thought it was good stuff. And then we got the Samoa Joe versus Mustafa Ali match, which was, which was great. Yeah, it was a story of like brute force of Joe versus the athleticism of Mustafa Ali. Mm. Um a lot of ad break again, but uh, the crowd were into the near falls because I thought, as you said, the crowd were really good all night. Uh, and well, I think I, it's because they're into Ali. As I well. think so. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's a great underdog babyface. Like it really, really works mm. for him. And he goes up to do the 054, but Joe just drags him off the top rope, locks in the clutch, and taps him out mm. while Joe pa- and Ali passes out. Really, really strong, strong performance by Joe. And again, I thought the commentary did a great job of being like, he is a contender for the for the Rumble. He really could win this Royal Rumble. I don't think he's going to, like, but the commentators did a good job of trying to make you think that he could. When it came back from the ad break, Joe's just wailing on Ali in the corner and he's screaming at him, You wanted this. <laughs> You're so great, Joe. He's awesome. Uh, but yeah, it's. Uh, Have you watched his vlog series? I've watched a bit of it. <laughs> uh, the first three minutes were him just looking at the camera. Yeah. In different places. Pretty much. It's yeah. a lot of what it is. He's got to get to that 10 minute mark, otherwise, you can't get the ad like, breaks. He'll in. be looking at it and go, you know, like sort of doing pouts and mean faces. And then he'll do this occasionally, <laughs> like the sort of reverse peace sign. Uh, yeah. It's, I, I'm not going to. It works for him. Yeah. He's too scary. But I think, you know, you, Ali is a couple of months in. He's taken this quite one sided loss to Samoa Joe. But in no way does this feel. Like, like it's going to damage Ali. Ali. Yeah. I feel, I just feel like I'm more into Ali now because I want to see him beat Samoa Joe. As I said, I cannot wait for yeah. that spot in the Rumble. Cannot wait for Ali and Joe to be in the ring together at the Rumble. Yeah. That's going to be really cool. They've done a really good job building this Joe Ali feud. And then the final segment we'll talk about because we've already covered the main event. So they announced on the pre-show... <laughs> Uh, is going to be uh, the four-way for the Cruiserweight Championship, because of course it is, and the US title match between Nakamura and Rusev, because of course it is. Like, are those, the, those, those matches, when you look at that card, those are the two matches that have to go on the pre-show. Nakamura and Rusev heavily featured on this show <laughs> to build to that match. <laughs> haven't been seen for two weeks now. You know who else wasn't heavily featured? There were no NXT on their way to WWE oh, that's right. things. There weren't. Mm. I, I forgot about that. They mm. had a match on Raw, there, didn't they? One of them. Heavy Machinery did. Yeah. It was a f- fun showcase. Well, you see, Luke, um, they, you've got to remind people of their faces. Otherwise, they can't get over. They can't get over. You won't recognize who they are when they then debut. Case, and proving their point, they weren't on a show. And you completely forgot about them. Completely they forgot it about forgot it about them. I forgot it about them. Mm. But the new day were playing pool backstage and they're sort of watching Kofi's fantastic Royal Rumble spots on an iPad. And Kayla Braxton walks in and says, I've gotta know, this 
this Sunday at Royal Rumble, are you going to eliminate each other? It's every man for themselves. And Xavier Woods goes off on one, says, interviewers ask us this every year. Todd Phillips did. This person, this Renee, person. It was like, it was Todd Phillips. Then it was Renee Young. Then it was Mike Rowe. Now it's you. And then all of a sudden, Chimmel walks in. Crazy. And he's like, New Day, I've got to ask you a question. Not now, Chimmel. And, and they flip away. out at him. And Biggie had the best line where he was like, Edge isn't here. Yeah. <laughs> it was a really fun completely throwaway cameo <laughs> and isn't that what Royal Rumble is about yeah totally random cameos well, isn't that what the New Day are about it's yeah, sort of celebrating yeah. the wrestling that they watched when they were growing up I thought it was a really really funny cameo it made me laugh this was great yeah and they then said that they've got a strategy to win because if one of them wins they all win mm. um, so yeah they were very very happy they've got the strategy going in so that's actually yet another storyline from the Smackdown brand that is heading into the Royal Rumble match itself what are the new day going to do? And it also ties into one of your biggest beefs you have in the Royal Rumble. You were so upset about this when we watched Royal Rumble 2000 when Mr. Ass eliminated Road Dog. It's that I think tag teams and factions should wait until the very end to eliminate each other and turn on each other. But, but yet you want to get to the last bit before you... It's been proven. You've got a huge tactical advantage. But it's been proven time and time again that you don't need. Look how well Sasha Banks did when she eliminated Bailey from the elimination oh my chamber. God, it I, works out so well for them. I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> uh, but Kofi also sort of seemed to have a moment of inspiration where he thought, "This is going to be my thing this year, where I don't touch the ground." Exactly the, the Kofi spots because mm. we haven't had a really good Kofi spot for a number of years now. I feel. Yeah, I'm I'm dubious on the whole pancake thing where he just walked on pancakes last year. Was that what it was last year? It was something like that. I feel like that's a very thin... If you just put paper out on the outside, yeah. and you're like, well, I'm not touching the floor, there's paper in... But I felt like it was that sort of, no, you can't hurt me, I've got force field, infinite lives. I think I've done that in one of my fantasy bookings before, where uh, Kofi landed on the United States Championship. That's and that was, okay. And that was, yeah, I'm pretty sure I did that. Someone will remind me. You probably lost them. Well, that's all we've got time for today. I I would give this a a very solid Smacktastic. What an enjoyable show. Smacktastic for me as well. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Not only was it an enjoyable show, I thought it was a really good go-home show for the Royal Rumble. It's the first show this year that has made me excited for the Royal Rumble. I totally agree. And, like, I just needed a little bit. I don't need much to make me excited about the Rumble. It's my favourite pay-per-view every year. Yeah, and after watching this episode, I've now... I didn't feel it after Raw, but I, I've, I've got Royal Rumble fever now. Yep. I'm excited for Sunday. I'm excited for Sunday I'm as more well. excited for Sunday than I am for NXT. I might be with just because of yeah. the, the rumble match I did the rumble is always the draw I, yeah. I, I, and the fact that we get two of them I, I'm so in for the rumble this year. I love it love the rumble um. I'm going to read this quick Rusev here I know you want to do some iTunes reviews but uh, Jeff sent this in back in sort of the middle of December and I forwarded, to you, forwarded it to you twice now to read out on the podcast I've not been here for and you've not done it on either one so that's because I probably didn't think it was good enough well Let's see what you think of this one. Okay. Hello, Luke, Ollie, and Laurie. I mentioned a while back that I would explain my Rusev hey when I met Byron Saxton. Oh, no, this... uh, Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. 
In June of this year, my wife and I had taken a cruise for our honeymoon. Married at the end of May. Congratulations. We sailed out of Tampa, Florida. We arrived back from our cruise on a Sunday and went straight to the airport and had a few hours before our flight home to Detroit. Walking through the airport, we were in one of the little convenience shops and I saw a man who looked like Byron Saxton and mentioned my wife that I thought it was. She said, oh, I thought it might be someone when I was next to him because he was very large and muscular. We were walking towards our gate when a man dropped his jacket. Calm down, wife. We were walking back towards our gate when a man dropped his jacket on the ground. Byron was apparently walking a little bit behind us and he picked it up for the man. We were then very close to him and I said, Hey Byron, I'm a big fan of Smackdown and watch it every week. Thanks for making it so fun. Didn't want to be that guy and ask for an airport photo. He smiled and he said thanks and extended his hand for a handshake and asked my name. Called my wife over to meet him and we chatted about our honeymoon for a couple of minutes and we were heading back to Detroit. He said he was was headed to Memphis for a couple of days to sightsee as that was where Smackdown was going to be on Tuesday. All in all, he was extremely nice and it was really fun footnote to end a great honeymoon trip. Thanks for the podcast it makes my commute home great keep up the consistency that's that's lovely it is nice to hear about he sounds like a top man he helped out a, a, a drop jacket and then he talked about someone's honeymoon that they just met for a couple of minutes that's nice that's what that's i like a nice to hear guy. from me yeah you don't want to hear people just like get out of here what are no. you doing? Or that's that's now twenty five dollars because you've mm. had a picture taken with yeah, me. Yeah, which is what I do. Yeah, absolutely. I tell you, um, someone stopped us when we were walking back from Glass. Um, no, he ran out of a burger shop. You and Laurie. Yeah, to to say that he enjoyed the uh, the channel and enjoyed <laughs> the videos and had a photo uh, with me because his brother's a big fan as well. And he wanted to make his brother jealous. Oh, My favourite bit of this though was that I was there going like, oh hi, yeah, no, no, nice to meet you. This and the other, it was really a pleasure. And then he looked at Laurie and he was like, hey man, and Laurie just went. All right. Yeah. And just went right, right back to his phone. No, he's too cool. He's too he's cool. Too cool, too cool to interact with people. Do you want to do some iTunes reviews before I read this next research? Hey, uh, I was. Well, I was going to just share a tube, tube story. I love a tube story. Yeah. Local I, content. Love yeah, it. My, uh, my, my bike has a uh, its sixth flat on the same tire in three weeks. You sound like a terrible cyclist. Oh, I don't know. Um, I, do I need to lose weight? I, what's, what's going on here? No, I think ch- it's the tyre. You need chafing cream. That's that's what your yeah, cycling needs. Jeez. <laughs> uh, so uh, I was on the tube today. Don't do it as often as I used to. And I'm watching this guy opposite me just playing, like doing a crossword and he's got his phone and I'm thinking like, why is he looking at his phone and then doing the crossword? <laughs> and I thought, well, maybe he's counting up the letters like it, he'll write down oh i think it's this word mm-hmm. uh got that many letters oh yeah it does fit so that's that's a way or here's like a, a running suggestions thing so yeah okay and i'm watching him and he leans forward he's googling the answers <laughs> and then writing them in <laughs> and it's not like oh i'm just getting i'm just I, i've done this crossword and i've only got three more i don't know what they are i'm gonna google them it was from the start. <laughs> Who does that? Well, I always find it puzzling when I see people on the tube playing solitaire, but they're playing it where you only turn over one card. And what they do is they tap the tap the deck to flip over a card and then instantly just tap the card because the card, if you tap it, it will automatically put it into where it needs to go. Like, you're not playing a game then, are you? You are just tapping for the sake of tapping. Yeah, you're watching a computer play the game yeah. and you're kind of playing some speed reflex version of it I find it baffling because that is not how you play if anyone anyone who plays solitaire uh, turning over one card is a moron anyway Mm. but to do it like that 
I find it confusing. They just want the high when it completes, and all the cards go. But is that, does that happen on mobiles as well? I, I thought that was know. only like a, a Windows thing. I don't know. I'm still God, a Minesweeper. That was so satisfying, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. I don't think I've ever finished a game of Minesweeper. That's because I used Ooh. to play on massive. I used to play massive versions of it. Yeah. I loved Minesweeper. I was so good at Minesweeper. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't say I was good at it, but I really enjoyed playing it. That was the early video games for me. Yeah. Minesweeper and Solitaire on a Windows PC <laughs> that was half the size of our dining room. Yep. It was oh, big. big old towering machines. Anyway, yeah. So what's up, humanity? Who the hell does that? Who the heckins does that? Do you want to do some iTunes reviews? Yes. I will. Because I've got quite uh, I'll a, only do I've, one. I've got a long um, recent head that I want to read out. We've so. only had one since yesterday. Uh, from our laser twenty six. Our laser, love this setup. This is by far my favourite wrestling podcast, hands down. Better than Coulter, no thank you. Better than. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that one really tickled me. <laughs> Better than what another boring wrestling show. Don't think that one works as well. No. Keep up the amazing work. I love how the setup currently is. Having a show with Ollie and Luke, Luke and Laurie, and now an Ollie and Laurie show. Now just make the Saturday show all three of you. That would be a seven-star show. We're thinking about it. We, we got, have talked about we're, it. We're going to do a. Hopefully by the end of this month. It's been much delayed, mm-hmm. but we're going to change the filming setup for the Wrestle Ramble, which will hopefully provide better audio and. Not just for me, like a two-person setup, but for a three-person setup too. So yeah, because we're going to be doing three-man episodes coming up shortly. Because we're going to do the NXT predictions and the which will be out tomorrow, as well as the Royal Rumble predictions, which will be three-man booths. And I can't always guarantee the quality of the audio on that because we're not the what we're doing is not set up for a three-man. Um, Booth. It's slapdash when we it's do it. For a, it's free. a bit slapdash. So I'm going to apologise in advance. That the, I'm going to apologise again on the audio in advance. But just in case you are hearing it and be like, why does the audio sound bad? It's because we're not set up for a three-man booth. I, I, I think we've made that abundantly clear at this point. But it should be good for the Ramble Club episode. Yes, next month. Next month, exactly. So uh, I've got. I want, this is quite a long Rusev, a really long Rusev. Hey, but let's try and get into this. Comes in from Antonio. He says, "Hey lads, fellow Pledge Hammer here with a double bill of stories. Maybe we'll just do one of them then. Uh, the stories about." <laughs> wrestling content creators rather than wrestlers i wondered if this is okay so i ran it by luke via twitter and he said it was cool as the subject sa- and as the subject says i have both both a rusev nay and a rusev hey wow i met everyone in this story at the games convention egx in september 2018 the convention itself is where people come to play video games early before official release and because it's a rather big show many online well. creators come to the show to cover it and i was one such person egx is a rather exhausting three days for myself as i travel around six hours one way to get there and i'm constantly either recording saying hello to people or just standing on my feet waiting to play video games oh the horror the tiredness is key here on the sunday at around 2 p.m i yes i do remember i'm doing a last few bits of recording when i hear a voice i recognize i turn around to be face to face with adam pachiti of cultaholic that's unfortunate I was taken aback for a second, but that's mainly due to how tall the man is compared to myself. He's not that tall. He, I, it was the first thing I noticed when I met him last yes. year. Because I'd never, I'd never met him before. I'd, I'd never watched a video either. Mm. But it's the first time I'd ever met him. And I was like, you're so much taller than I was anticipating. Because mm. I've seen what he looks like, but I've, I've just never seen a video. He, um, he's not that tall. It's uh, heels. 
Is it? Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's got well, lifts. Yeah. It's confu- I mean, I'll be honest. He looked like Kane. Like mm. He was massive. Uh, I tap him on the shoulder and I said, I need to ask if it is indeed Adam. He confirms this, and that's when it starts to go a bit downhill. You see... <laughs> <it's-> <laughs> You see, and he literally has said, you see, like Y-A apostrophe S-E-E. So it is, you see. Yeah. It started with the fact that he was with someone else. So for the life of me, I could not put my finger on who the other man was. I tried to audibly work it out the companion was before I could get uh, get it right. Um, uh, and he had to say that he was Jules from what culture? Strike one. Mm. Next, I tried to have a quick conversation with Adam and, in my tired state, mentioned that I stopped watching when they left their previous jobs and when a certain member of the team left. The only problem is this isn't the case. I did stop for around a week or so, but then began to watch again. Hell, I was watching a video he was in that very morning. Oh, no. Strike two. You just, you just got panicked. You just panicked. Yeah. I asked for a photo and then left before I could my, to get my... I asked for a photo and then left before I could get my imaginary strike three. The lads probably do not remember me, but whenever I think about it, my audible mental slip-ups I had with them, it makes me cringe. So much so that I struggle to watch videos with Adam in them anymore. I know this is rather silly, especially since they probably forgot five minutes later, but still. Well, as, you know, someone who's on the other side of that dynamic, I I can assure you that they do remember and they think about you all the time and and how horrible you made them feel. Yeah. But I will say, because he has sent a photo, picture it didn't happen. There he is with Bachi and here's the news with Jules. Who's that? Oh, it's Jules. Maybe yeah. I didn't recognise Is that him. what his thing is? No, it is. It's, uh, he does, uh, I don't know if he still does it, but the craziest things that are happening with Jules. Uh, Pacini's got his dead, dead-eyed smile on. Yeah, he's not really happy there because because of how you interacted with him. Ah, uh, that's a shame. You've you've ruined your relationship forever with them. <laughs> handsome chap is Adam Pacini. It must be said. What? What the hell, man? I just think he's a handsome dude. Oh, he's so tall. Oh, he he's is so tall. handsome. He is. I don't think he's handsome. No, no. I think he's got glasses and he wears them well. <laughs> I think he's a cool-looking guy. Actually, he was a really nice chap as well when I met it's him. Not, he's very it's not. Of the it's of, all fake. Of the four, I thought he was the nicest one. Actually, Jack was really nice as well. Ross seemed very like he was very shy. Yeah, if Jack's if Jack's been off like the E numbers. He gets excited <laughs> if blue he has too much chocolate. Yeah. Well, that is all we've got time for on this show. Thank you so much for your email, my friend. We'll read out the second half of your story, uh, Antonio, which he does say is a more positive uh, one while he was waiting in the Oh, lane. I don't care about that one. <laughs> Only one embarrassing stories. <laughs> it's a, a more positive story while he was waiting in line for Kingdom Hearts 3. Um, that is a video game, I believe, uh, with Disney characters. Sure is. Key swords something i think i played the first one way back when but that is all we've got time for on this episode of the wrestle ramble podcast uh i'm actually going to do something i don't often do uh, bath yes and i'm going to suggest people head over to our discord channel and have a chat with on discord only because i've been sharing a lot of slayer videos and talking about uh mike patton's vocals and it's been wonderful and i've had a whale of a time in there i'm not sure anyone else is particularly interested but i've been having a great time talking about these things to more or less myself but anyway head over there it's a grand old time but also become one of our pledge hammers that's way more important uh that is all we've got time for double episode tomorrow myself and laurie will be doing the nxt review and all three of us will be giving our nxt uh, take over Phoenix predictions 
and then we'll be back the following day for the Royal Rumble predictions. No regular Saturday show this week because it's going to be Fantasy Booking Warfare instead with Ollie versus Laurie in... Uh, what, the, the subject? Yes. It's the NXT Invasion of Raw. Exciting stuff. It's big. I've heard, like, embryonic stages of both pitches... Um, I may watch the full versions, but you know I'm not going to promise anything. I've got, I have got to edit the audio though. So, um, but yes, yeah, so that'll be out on Saturday, and then on Sunday we will have the NXT Takeover Phoenix review, and then on Monday it'll be the Royal Rumble review as well. So there's so much going on with the Wrestle Ramble podcast, uh, and yeah, head over to Patreon, find out our re- or find out, listen to our Royal Rumble 2000 review. But that is all we've got time for. Take care. I love you. Goodbye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.